0: Sibling, revelry, entertainment. Hey, crit crew. He means crit crew. Sorry, critical role. Don't, don't sue us. Thank you. Okay, let me make a quick roll to see how
1: much we love you guys. Oh, look at that. It's a natural 5,000. We truly do love making the show, and I promise Dante's not forcing me to say this. I am definitely by my own volition saying this. If you'd like to keep supporting us, give us a little look-see on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and yeah, TikTok, and YouTube. We're learning and growing more powerful every single day. Recently, I grabbed a beer from the very depths of an ice cold cooler. No problems. And the only reason I could is because your support has made me so powerful. It's become a problem. You can find us on social media. Just search death by a thousand crits, but be sure to use the number and don't spell it out. Come join the crew, chat with us. If you have artwork, send it our way. I will not cry. But I will absorb your power. We are a sibling Revelry Entertainment podcast and we have tons of goodies planned if you join the crew. We're constantly working to continue leveling up and we appreciate everyone joining in to help us grow. It really does mean the world to us. Dante says we have an incredible story to tell, and I love him very much and agree with every decision he makes as a DM. He is not currently standing behind me threatening me with a dirty sock. Enjoy the episode.
0: Hello everybody, this is Dante Longoria here, normally very kind and loving dungeon master, but today we're going to be doing something uh, a little different. This is not a session uh, of the campaign or critical thinking with the rest of the cast, today it's just going to be me. We're going to be calling these segments, Rolling It Back. I'll be taking the time to give background information on the world, characters, situations, and even some things that Matt, Hunter, Joaquin, and Josh don't even know. Why am I doing this? Well, uh, like we've said many, 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 many times, we're not trained professionals. We're simply a group of friends and brothers who sincerely enjoy telling stories with each other and giving each other a hard time. Now, because we're not professionals or getting paid millions and thousands of dollars, we don't have assistance. That can't keep track of continuity, we're not able to meet up every week, which is very sad for all of us, and that actually leads to not remembering small details and information. Now, going along with rolling things back, uh, continuity errors, things of the, of that nature, this is also going to be time when I clear up any plot points or parts of the story, which is going to be actually the point of this first episode, once I'm done explaining what rolling it back is, and what, it, what I want it to be. Now, it won't always be me some of the cast will join me from time to time hopefully some of you listeners that'd be awesome and DMs of other podcasts and we can talk about their podcasts moments when they want to roll it back you know, I want to keep this open and and free and fun and uh, an opportunity for everyone to grow together so, in conclusion, rolling back is going to be a way for me Dante Longoria, again your extremely kind and loving DM take a moment roll the curtain back and show you the inner workings of death by a thousand crits i absolutely love making this show and i just sincerely hope that you all have been enjoying the ride as much as we have all right enough of the intro let's get into rolling it back has been absolutely wild. and Because of that wildness, I just want to make sure that we straighten a few things out before we get into this next part, because uh, I'm going to be honest with you all, it doesn't slow down from here. Lots of people get close to dying, die. It's it's really nonstop from here on out. So before we get into this crazy action that's coming up with the Final Quench with Bertram, Orin, uh, Brill, and Mor- and, and Mork. I just wanna take the time just to sort the story out so that we all understand what's going on going into this next part of arc two. So Orin, Mork, and Bertram, and Brill have been hired to find the obnativum. So we're gonna go back a little bit right now. Uh, by everyone's favorite person, Alpha, i know you all love alpha i love alpha i love playing alpha it makes me very happy after i play or as you guys have learned his real name is isaac gray now we're not getting into going to get into isaac gray or the Umbrin council in this episode that's for future episodes it's going to be time for that but for now it's it's enough to just know him by his real name isaac gray uh, but I'll be calling them Alpha from here on out. Now they're sent to mages to find the first shard. Uh, the guys encounter one of my all-time favorite PC NPCs, uh, Renar Aldarian, who actually turned out to have the shard of Vlakis, one of the Turnian. Who we'll also be getting into in later episodes. Rolling it back, the gods of Orthane, uh, what they represent, kind of uh, more in depth. We'll be doing that in a later episode. Right now, we're just going to stick to the plot and the story. Now, the find Renar. one thing led to another, which led to fighting Captain Ravida, which led to escaping mages, which led to being on the Wanderer. And that's where Arc 2 begins. Okay, so now I'm just going to make sure we iron out the details of Arc 2 so that we're all understanding what's going on. Beginning of Arc 2, Bertrand and Orin decide to go see Alpha, while Bril and Mork decide to stay back to do their own things. Uh, Mork ends up connecting with the Omnitivum Shard. Brill unlocks his connection with Von Ulrich, um, which you guys are gonna see is, is pretty wild. And Bertram and Orin face some intellect devours. Now, I just wanna go on the record, I double-checked to make sure that the guys wanted to split the party. We all know it's the number one rule of D&D. But, you know, they're going to do what they're going to do. But I I weren't. I weren't. I just wanted to put that on record. I don't want any hate. Now, we're not going to get into the specifics of the encounters, what each PC went through. Since we did do that in, in a critical thinking episode with our good buddy, Skyler. But they went through a lot. Okay, it was this whole flashback sequence, crazy mindscape. It was a lot, absolutely a lot. Uh, but if you don't quite remember, go back, listen to critical thinking episode with Skyler. Uh, it's a good one, or you know, just re-listen to the episodes. Literally, you can always do that. You can always do that. Now, it's through these events that you all meet alpha for the first time and you also discover that alpha has a teeny tiny secret of keeping his family alive with the help of a temporal stasis machine which was made by none other bertram's dad strauss okay, he was going to come in later in in art bertram becomes enraged because not only does he now have to go help his family from the crag hand uh as toward messaged him as they were leaving magus Saying that he was going to say hello to his sisters. But now he has to ask his dad to, for help to fix this temporal stasis machine. Way above Bertram's level of expertise, even though he is very much in his own way uh, a genius with, with art and physics. And that's how we end up finding ourselves in Scott, which has not turned out to be the homecoming that was expected. In episodes 16, 17, and 18, in Mark, Bertram, and Brill. Again, decide to split up. Uh, want to go on the record again? I double checked. Not my fault if they die here. Not my fault. Part of death by a thousand crits. Part of death by a thousand crits, Bertram Oren. Head to an old church of the Turnian, and Mork and Brill head to a shop owned by. They find out Richter Athelnaby, one of Bertram's older brothers. So this is the first time we meet someone in Bertram's family. It was here that Mork runs into a member of the Craghand, known as Solria. Here's the first rollback we're going to make. In episode sixteen, I accidentally called her Solaria, uh, but she her name's actually Solria because she's a Lieutenant of the Crag and, Uh she's, she's pretty nasty. I'm not going to lie. She's pretty nasty. Uh, I love that scene with Mork and Solria. And that was really cool when Mork actually thinking on his feet of lying that they were a part of the Mermaid's Laments. That, that, that one took me by surprise. It was an awesome moment. Top tier by our player Joaquin, my brother, it was awesome. Anyways, my apologies, I roll four nat ones in this next session to help appease my my uh, my mistake. So, many apologies, I beg your forgiveness. Now, did that trick that Mork pulled, did it work? Uh eh, well, we're gonna have to wait and see. I, I, I don't know, I don't know uh who's to say who's to say meanwhile Orin and bertram found themselves in a very dangerous situation yet again why does that happen to these two <laughs> i have no idea but they they seem to attract trouble and they met the extremely unhinged rag who i must confess is one of my also one of my favorite npcs to play Here's my second rollback of this episode with Ragmech. I based him off of uh, Al Capone, uh, you know, the dirty looking, nasty, annoying Al-, Al Capone elf type guy. And in my infinite wisdom, I decided I'm going to do a, you know, New York accent with him, uh, which is huge for me because I don't really do Accents, it's hard for me to do. Did the accent when they first met him. And then in episode 18, his accent went away. And uh, I have no idea where it went, no idea. So again, I apologize. May I roll four Nat Ones on my next session to appease you all, my listeners. Uh, they meet Ragmac, Bertram, Maldoff is obstinate with Ragmek, as he should be. You know, Ragmek is being Ragmek and, and threatening him. Stabs him, shoots him, all before Bertram and Orin realize: okay, yeah, I need to not get involved in this. I need to just go with them. And then Bertram requested to go see the father. And the church okay and this is my going to be my third rollback <laughs> of this episode uh in episode 16 i called him father malachi uh the priest that, that bertram had all these memories with this was an instance where we where between episode 16 and episode 17 we Took months between recording. I don't know what was going on, but it was a long time. So when we got to recording the session for episode 17, I lost my notes. I didn't know where I did, could not remember what I called him. So I went with Gunther. So that's why now his name is Father Gunter. So I apologize for my transgressions of continuity error. May I roll 20 Nat ones my next session and to appease you all. Um So again, I apologize, everyone. I hope it wasn't too much of a bother. Bertram talked with Father Gunter, uncovered that his stash of stuff was taken by his sister, Liana. Episode 17 ended with Bertram and Oren descending into the Undercroft. That takes us to episode 18, where we now have Oren and Bertram in the Undercroft they meet Dirva Craghand, who's the head of the Craghand Syndicate. Bertram gets slapped multiple times by Dirva's metal arm, which is new, by the way. She did not have that before when Bertram dealt with her before. And it seems like Dirva has made Bertram's dad fight in the Coliseum. That's kind of what she's insinuating. Bertram doesn't know if it's completely true. Again, she's a... Craghand Syndicate head uh, lady, so you can't really, really trust what she's saying. But that's that's what happens with Bertram and Orrin. Orrin strikes this deal with Dirva that he's going to make sure that Bertram competes in the final quench. Okay, and we're going to talk about the final quench here in a little bit. Meanwhile, in episode eighteen. We have Mork and Brill hatching this plan. Uh, we'll call it a beautiful plan of <laughs> burning the Colosseum down and the Craghand down by impersonating the owner and Constructs, which Brill is not. Brill's not a Construct, Brill is a Warforged, a very special Warforged. So that's... Uh, that's their plan so that's their plan now before they head into the undercroft they did run into arc and arc just so we're all clear is an agent of tafior tafior is the head mage okay he's the all-powerful wizard of the land head of the council of mages and they are his sorcerer hunters they go around Looking for people of magic that are deemed unworthy to have magic in Taifior's eyes in the council's eyes. So they go hunt them, capture them, and no one really knows what happens to them. Okay, they're never seen or heard from again. Most of the time, Dark Shikari travel in, in twos one's an Abdur, one's a conjurer, and they are elite warriors, okay, elite wizards, very, very powerful. Morg runs into this Ark Shikari in the Anil, which is the top layer of Skont. And he seems to pay him no mind. Why? Because Morg isn't showing any signs of magic. Okay, that's that's the whole reason why the Ark Shakari didn't go after Morg. Fast forward, getting to the Undercroft, Morg and Brill have this plan, and they're spotted by Liana Athlonabi. They meet Bertram's sister. Bertram's sister thinks that they're going to do something to Bertram. She doesn't know exactly what her brother Richter told her that Bertram was alive and that he may be in trouble. Liana sees Brill and Mork, who knows she knows who they are because Richter told her, confides in them that she is Bertram's sister and takes them to her shop where she begins to and I have this episode of uh, Panic. Morgan Brill handled it very well. And right as she finds or pulls out this orb, Artifice Orb, which looks like a core, okay, a power core, this Artifice Power Core, that's when Bertram and Orrin walk it. Moments prior, they were released by Dierva with the expectation that Bertrand's going to be ready to compete in the final quench in no less than 30 minutes. Not a whole lot of time to get ready. They walk in and that's where episode 18 ends. And that's where you all are, are, are left, waiting for the final quench. Now, what is the final quench? The final quench is where the artificers of scotch. They show off how powerful their constructs are, okay? In the top layers, the grand showcase, that's the where the anneal is. The grand showcase is where they show off their inventions, their their ingenuity of, of making life better and creativeness. But in the undercroft, that's where the artificers go, to Show their metal, excuse my pun, and show how powerful they can make these constructs. Now, Bertram has history with construct battles. They're part of the reason why he had to leave. You're going to find that out in this next episode. But that's where we are. That's where you all are left. Uh, so, that is rolling it back. I, I now have to roll many Nat Ones to appease you all because my continuity errors um but again we're all human if you have any questions send me send me a dm on instagram we're death by a thousand crits uh the number don't spell it out we're working on some stuff for youtube here in the future that i think you guys are going to like it's going to be a different experience than listening to the podcast so you can kind of listen re-listen to episodes but in a whole different way. Uh, we're excited about it. I think it's, I think you all are gonna like it. Um, we're going to be doing kind of tips. Uh, I'm gonna be talking about mechanics on YouTube, walking you through it, having given you those resources so that you guys can use the, them in your own campaigns. Anyways, thank you all for listening, rolling it back. I'm Dante Longoria, your kind and loving DM. Love y'all, bye.